I'm Andrew Rice. I'm Luke Summerhays. And I'm Mus. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, we're hunting the Nergigante. A terrible elder dragon that appears when other elders are in the vicinity. Its penchant for destruction is well documented. I don't know who documented it, it's but uh, apparently they did a good job. Pension. You could say he's the uh, he's the Ben Shapiro of monsters. The amount of liberals he's left destroyed. I'm sure you said pension. I definitely said pension. If Nagagante's getting a pension, he's the only one of us, let's be real. <laughs> That's true. Good. Right, um, so, Nagagante. Big, spiky boy. Um, likes to fuck you up. It's by it, isn't it? He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the better monsters, I reckon. Um yeah, it's quite a fun fight. I don't think it's what... Well, it doesn't feel like a lot of the other Elder Dragon fights, which are a bit tedious. I think he's uh, actually like closer to a normal monster where it's you know the, the standard kind of emotions and run-throughs without it just feeling overly um, dragged out. So, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, a fan of, I'm a fan of the old Nerg. He's definitely a, a big hitter. Well, I think as, it's a combination uh, as, as of... To experience in that hunt, but... Size-wise, he's a bit smaller than a lot of the Elder Dragons. Hmm. Yeah, and he's very aware of you, and also he's he's like grounded as well, which I think helps a lot. Like he's he's not kind of can, fly. Can he and... even fly? Um, he must be able. He to. does he, like some gets... jump. Yeah, because he flies he in and attacks jumps. you when you're on the. Yeah, Zora, doesn't he? But he doesn't yeah. really fly well, in. Unless, the fight, unless, unless he? he just Hulk jumps everywhere, I don't know. Yeah, but I suppose he's quite similar to Hulk, isn't he? In that he gets quite angry. It's just that, unlike the Hulk, he, he grows lots of spikes. Well, Andrew, I'm glad you say that. There's actually a different comic book character he really reminds me of. And it's... Um, Combination? Doomsday. Okay, yeah. No, that's... Yeah. A, well, a, a very similar vein. Yeah. Well, the, the way Doomsday works in the comics, at least, is each time he's killed, he grows back unable to be killed in the same way. And usually he like, grows spikes of where he was wounded. Ah. And Nurk has a thing where he's like growing spikes as you fight him and you've got to try and knock him off. Nice. Hmm. You going to give us some more facts about Nagigante, Luke? Well, I remember right at the start of Monster Hunter World, you see like something that's been killed by his spikes, don't you? Um, You definitely see his spikes scattered around, so I guess you could probably have seen them in some small Apseros or something. Yeah, I remember it being like a big thing, and I was thinking like, "Oh, this is going to be cool. I'm going to be like tracking him all through the game." And it didn't really happen. No, I think that yeah, it's just sort of minor signs. I wouldn't have assumed it'd be that early though if it was there, because Nogante doesn't really show up until the Zora, sh- right? So yeah, but that's the first. But you fully fight him then, like not fully fight him, but you have a fight with him. Yeah, so I yeah, think yeah, there yeah. were some spikes before that. Oh, fair enough. I think it's the first time you get to the desert. Yeah, because I thought he didn't really show his face at that point, but maybe... No, 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 he doesn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. the first but then, time but then you're if on he, Zora, if you do out... have a fight with him. Yeah, but if he, if he came out to the um, the desert, you would have assumed you'd have possibly had a chance to encounter him before that. Maybe I'm 
Uh, I think I think he but... was just there before you're there, and you just stumble across her. No, I don't. I don't even know if they they like bring it up. I think it's just something you can spot, like a little Easter egg. Oh, if only we recorded it after you bought your PS4, you'd be I able know, to tell right? us. I know, fresh in your mind. Did any of you guys fight him when he was in the beta? Uh, yeah, I definitely would have done. Um, I think I probably beat him once, but I can't remember if he was know. a quest or if it was just like a, he can show up and fuck you up thing. No, no, no. I think it was one of the three, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Okay. I could be wrong. So, have either of you, when you were playing, thinking back to like the first Monster Hunter games that you played, has there ever been a monster that kind of defines the game, sort of clicking for you, or a moment in the game that kind of clicks for you? There definitely has been, but you put me on the spot. (laughs) Yeah, like, because I think obviously it would have been, so for me it would be 3 Ultimate where it really clicks. I played a bit of 3, a try. but I wasn't super yeah. into it. See, the, obviously, um, like the reason I bring it up is just because for me, that's Nergigante, with obviously this being my first Monster Hunter game. He's the first yep. monster that I think I, when I was fighting him, I truly felt that kind of uh, mystical sense of respect that some people get, you know, for the monsters in these games. Because he's yep. he's vicious, he's fast, he hits hard, he does still have those patterns that you can recognize, though. He reminds me in a lot of ways of sort of a Bloodborne boss fight, almost. Like, yeah, sure. Because sure. you have to be on your feet, on your toes quite a lot, and recognize all of his patterns and stuff. Um, oh, there's definitely a connection to be made between the From games and uh, Monster Hunter. In fact, I think that's how we convinced Jay to play it. But yeah, that's the podcast that you turned up on, Drunk. <laughs> I don't remember that, mate. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we did a podcast we, before we did Monster Mash. We had like a, a yeah. Monster uh, Dark Souls podcast, mm-hmm. and we did an episode like why Dark Souls plans should play Monster Hunter, and we were like ten minutes into it when you stumble into my apartment like off your tits <laughs> because you'd started drinking at like midday at a works function, <laughs> like you know just swearing at these guys. That's why I think that's where Little Ricey Boy was invented. Oh, yeah, no, it's absolutely. I remember aspects of it, but what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember any of that. And I don't think I listened to the podcast. I just let the... I've actually, I've just fired up uh, Double Cross because I played a little bit of 3 Ultimate, but barely at all because you guys are all so far ahead of me. Then yep. 4 Ultimate I picked up. I did start playing. Then I killed my 3DS with gravy. So the first one that I really got into it would have been Generations. So I'm going to okay. go through the monster list and see if one stands out to me yeah so, cause I'm, I'm just trying to think for myself because obviously like for me it was my big intro almost to multiplayer gaming like try um mm. so while i wasn't particularly fussed about the game and this was us playing with like keyboards as well we weren't even on voice chat or anything at this point right. um it was all done through in-game text chat um so i like i don't remember ever being particularly fussed about monster hunter tries monsters at all um <laughs> but yeah certainly three was the one where i really got into it um but then i think i was already ready to get into three so i don't know what what that what happened between try and three ultimate okay that, that I, made it click i know which one it was and it is my favorite monster so that makes a lot of sense it was naga Kuga. 
Okay. No, the cougar turns yeah. up in like four star crests right when you're starting to get decent monsters. And yep. I, I, what I loved about Naga Cougar is that it was so, it was quick and it felt like it had a similar move set to me because I was a longsword guy. And yep. so it felt the closest to one of those really good duels that you get in like Dark Souls. Mm. So like when I think about it, I think it maybe like Zenoga could have been one for me. Like I think Zenoga is definitely one I've always had quite a soft spot for, like his kind of power. That's also one that is commonly people's favorite. So maybe they, this is a big element in what makes your favorite monster. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Would you say Nerg is your favorite monster, Mus? Yeah, probably. I mean, obviously, yeah. I've not got any experience with the older games, but this, yeah, it was very much the first one. And it's like the first monster where I kind of felt the need to solo it and get all of its gear and just enjoy enjoy the, the hunt with it um, to a much greater degree than a lot of the other ones. And it's that that really kind of makes it my my favorite. I mean, it helps as well that it does play such an important role in the main quest and the story and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's all good. But the actual hunt itself, that's that's the gravy. <laughs> so yeah, it's, he's my favourite one, I think. Well, that's what makes Monster Hunter, is that the design and the lore and the story and the gameplay are so tightly wound. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there are monsters which have very cool designs, and there are monsters which have great gameplay, but when they come together, that's Monster Hunter. You know, that's mwah, delicious. When I was looking for cool. Nerg stuff online, I saw a lot of people being like, you know, this is an unpopular opinion, but actually I kind of like Nergigante. So people seem to think that when it was first revealed... This monster wasn't popular, but I don't really remember that ever being a thing. No, certainly not something I ever really came across. Um, yeah, no, I don't. It seems like he's a pretty legit monster. There's no major issues. He's got his, you know, good breakable parts. His good design, cool looking thing. The be- yeah, the- no, I don't know why people would hate it. The only thing I could theorize was it was around that time before Monster Hunter World came out. A lot of the early like press stuff made it look very dry, like it wasn't going to have much character. And I think yep. the early shots of Nergigante, he was very just sort of grey and blue. And I think he got tied into that. Like, oh, even the flagship monster is just a generic horned dragon that doesn't really... But he's not that at all once you fight him. No, no, I think that's pretty reasonable. It's kind of demonic to me. I think of something like berserk or like one of the demons from dark souls when i look at him yeah and you fight him well his his home base is this weird you know craggy diamond riddled cave and it's all quite gothic i don't know see in my head i imagine those like the crystals and stuff from the elders recess being his spikes but they're not really are they No. no 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 Don't think so. Don't think it's crystals. Yeah, no, but like I imagine his his spikes looking like those, but actually they don't. They just look like normal bone spikes. Yes, correct. I think it's just because I'm so desperate for him to look like Space Godzilla, but he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) We've got anything else that we need to cover? This is something about his name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, basically all the Monster Hunter World Elder Dragons, there's a great thread on Reddit where people have figured out all the names, so I don't have to do any work. 
Um, but yeah, Nogigante is basically the same name in English and Japanese. Narugigante in Japanese. Um, well, obviously, Gigante is just Spanish for giant. Like El Gigante from Resi 4, which makes sense because they're both Capcom games. Um, Nurgle was the Mesopotamian god of war. And apparently was also the god of the sunset. And so it's meant to be like, you know, he just represents death and the end of the world. And it's like a counterbalance to Zora Magdros, who was dawn and the birth of the world. So, big death. Yep. And apparently his title is the Extinction Dragon, which is pretty cool. That is true. That's what he's all about. So, yeah. His shtick was meant to be that he like, he's the one that kills other Elder Dragons. Mm-hmm. But how does his fight compare to the other Elder Dragons in World? Well, his is the... Well, he's probably the most straightforward. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. I, I, if I looked purely at that fight, he is definitely the weakest of the Elder Dragons. So, yeah, it's I don't weird. know how... But I guess it's because maybe, he's maybe so Maybe it's just the fact right? that we're smarter. Yeah, and, and I guess his, his, his weakness is lightning. Um, which would give him an advantage against most other Elder Dragons, really, because they don't do lightning. Like he's quite yeah. resistant to fire and stuff. So, um, and considering the monsters are in the Elder Recess, like, um, like Namiel's not there. Who's the lightning one? Um, so yeah, he could probably he could probably have a decent fight with a um, Teostra or Deora or whatever. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, probably is that sense of aggression that would separate him from the other ones. So I think especially when he when he screams and he's a bit angry, you know, you can really tell he's going for you. It's kind of like um, <clears throat> a pure, pure like it's like fighting something that's like pure instinct, but a uh, horrible nasty from a I don't know sci-fi film or something. He's he seems yeah. to have like you know he seems to be turned up to eleven compared to a lot of the other monsters. Like he, he, fighting him is like fighting something that is just. All, all the time as if it's trapped in a corner is the way that it seems to approach you. So as a human, yeah, it makes sense that you'd kind of learn its tells. But I can imagine that other Elder Dragons would be like, what is this? <laughs> ha, what? If you know what I mean. Well, it kind of makes sense. Um, Andy did make the Hulk comparison, so I guess he does just kind of fight like Hulk. Just yeah. Angrier Nergigante yep. gets, stronger Nergigante gets. Yeah, he does just seem to ratchet up his uh, his aggression until he, he can't go anymore. And that just seems to be his thing. No, so I suppose that last, fu- that, that last hunt does feel like we are hunting him, right? Like, he's falling back. He's going yeah. back to his lair. Like, it's very much us going on the attack, whereas I suppose other Elder Dragons don't attack. So if he's going for them, he is going to have that upper hand. So maybe that's sort of the other thing there is that, yeah, he's... He's used to being on the offensive, but actually we're going for him here. Yeah, I think that's a good point as well. Like him going back to his lair. Like obviously a lot of monsters do that and they try to recover once you've got them down to the kind of their last window of life, <laughs> I suppose. But with him, I, I I don't know. I feel a closer connection to that hunting kind of story of you gradually taming this rabid creature probably just purely because of how aggressive he is and also because he was my first experience of a uh, proper elder dragon fight i guess is he the first yeah, Zora doesn't really count. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think it's definitely a thing as well that his lair is properly like 
more exciting, more interesting. Like he has got the walls that he smashes down to get there, and like yeah, it's his his lair is very much his lair. It's not just a nest that you know That's the dragon's going to sleep in. How much experience do you have fighting the ruiner, Nogigante? I will have fought it and probably not enjoyed it a whole lot, um, as with most of the weird subs. But yeah, I don't remember it very well. It doesn't seem like it did much more than just the Nogigante turned up to 11. Because it like, yeah, already has all we, the spikes, basically. Exactly, and that's one of the classic things about um, World Right, is that they did a lot of just upping the damage and... You know, that kind of thing, which is, yeah. you know, where, where a lot of my issues lie. I don't want to just fight something that's just a bit nastier. I uh, prefer the variety or... Yeah, give it, get, at least give it like a new element or something, right? Yep. But it, at least with this one, it makes sense because they've established that Nogigante, like, as it takes damage, it builds up these spikes or whatever. So fighting one that has been through a lot of battles would be like a different monster. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he gets more spikes on top of that as well. So I'm pretty sure cool. he just keeps... Your dog, I heard you like spikes, so I put some spikes on your spikes so you can spike while you spike. Yeah. When when we were first playing Double Cross and like World was just around the corner, maybe even out, I remember we spent a lot of time comparing um, Valfalk and No Gigante. Sorry, Valstrax. Now that you've <laughs> properly had time with both, do you, where, where would you say your loyalties lie, Andy? Um, I mean, obviously Nogigante is more recent, but then I've got the anti-world bias, so mm. I very much enjoyed Cross Cross a lot more as a game. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't say I remember the, uh, the the Valstrax fight especially well at this point, whereas Nogigante, I guess, does stick out a bit more in my mind. Um, so I guess, yeah, Nogigante's probably a better Okay, He has that move overall. where he likes... He's definitely, he's definitely more of the... A presence throughout the game. He's more of the, the the focus of the story, whereas I don't think that uh, Valstrax had that same. Well, he had that thing where you could see him as a comet in the sky the whole time, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, the main thing of his fight was that he did those like jet plane attacks where he'd fly around really fast and then come back and get you. But yeah, that's not quite the same as being right up in your face all the time. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think I do still like Valfrak better, but that's because I played a lot of double cross and I've barely played world in the past three years. So maybe I'll have a different opinion in a week's time after I've rebought a PS4. Watch this space. (laughs) Watch this space. Maybe you can hazard a guess as to what we're hunting next week. It's the Val Hazak. Excellent. Um, that's that, that was a wonderful pun. Um, th- thanks for that, Luke. Uh, do you want to tell us the socials? Yep, you can find this podcast on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. We're also on Facebook and YouTube. Just search Monster Mash Podcast. Uh, hopefully by the time you listen to this, I've remembered to put us back on Apple Podcasts. But if not, we're on your podcasting app of choice. You mean you're listening to this, so you found us. And... Well, I haven't, because uh, we're not on Apple Podcasts. I'm listening to this because I'm here. Oh, you... you haven't been able to listen to it at all? Nope. But Apple Podcasts is crap. <laughs> oh, you have, to, you have to add us through our little website or we're not going to admit you exist. Oh, buy Apple products. Also, if you want to hear more of my content, you can find my other podcasts at Luke Love po- Luke's Loves PKML on Twitter <laughs> and at MLSFS Pod. 
We're definitely not that. Don't listen to that. We're doing a monster month, especially next month, to plug this one, Andy. So, Mus, what can they tweet at AndyMan949? At AndyMan949 this week, you should be tweeting him your your greatest salads that you've had for brunch. What? Just because Luke tried, Luke convinced me once when I was really drunk that I shouted at some random woman in a club that we were in, you haven't had your salad for brunch? Oh, yeah! <laughs> I just remembered this! I, Mus was really drunk one night, so he couldn't remember anything. And I was like, right, what could I convince him that he did that he actually didn't do? And Good. it became one of his catchphrases for a little while. <laughs> well, did you did you ever genuinely believe you'd done it? I mean, like, kind of. Yeah. I, I think because it wasn't just you who told me that. It was your then-girlfriend at the time who looked at me really seriously as if I'd done it. And I was like, oh, okay, then. I probably did do it. <laughs> well, that's pretty, he probably told her that you actually did. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Classic prank. Oh, Such a prankster. <laughs> right, thanks for listening. Later, skaters. See you. It is time to hunt the Nogigante. Oh, I'm right on him. I've landed on Nogigante. Whoa. Whoa. I've taken his tail. He's not happy about it. Were you going for video killed the radio stuff? Yeah, I couldn't remember any of the other words. <laughs> Such as video killed the radio stuff. Yeah, that doesn't immediately say that. <laughs> it does in my version. No, it doesn't, no. They definitely do at least two wo-woes. <laughs> video killed the radio store. And he killed the Nergigante. Oh well, here we go. Here we go. Wait. <laughs> Maybe we won't complete this hunt. <laughs> oh, I don't get that. I'm so close to just going and buying that PS4, man. Do it. Do it. Do it now. I'm good. I've got money, and there's what's, no. What's the point in waiting? Because I've got Honestly. so much shit I want to complete. It doesn't matter. You can complete it later. No. Life for living. Live it now. I could go and buy one tonight. Just go right now, in the middle of this call. Just go to the shop. We'll uh, reward Luke's big trip to the shop. No, because it's like an hour's walk away and all that. It's fine. Just it'll be a long adventure. Feature length instalment. Give you my long instalment in a minute. You happy with that? No, it wasn't my best. <laughs> I don't know how to use the clutch claw. A circle. Clutch things with the claw. No, it's the button you have to press in it. Although I don't actually know how you would the right time to use it, because I was never much of a clutch clawer. That was always Jas and Jay's territory. The stream that I'm getting from your parents' house, it literally looks like I'm watching a pre-rendered cutscene on a Game Boy Advance game. Oh, I miss the internet. <laughs> like considering like at my flat I've got the best internet that I've ever known anyone to have. And then here I've got, you know, dial up speeds. You were in London before though, right? Where are you at now? Uh, Kent. Well, not that far out. But yeah, it's not. Oh no, we're like, I'm pretty far. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in like near London, Kent. I'm in Deep Kent, Ramsgate. So all the way down the, uh, all the way down the coast. Deep Kent. Deep Kent.
the deepest. You're practically France. <laughs> oh, he's flopping around. He's oh, yeah, a floppy boy. That's what we always say. Do you reckon I could get the Valhazak in a week? <laughs> yeah, easy. Just need to finish the main story. You race it there. Yeah. Women. I miss them. Bloody lockdown. I'm going to lock down to electric. You're living a lockdown, <clears throat> I'm living a cock butt. No, that one didn't work either. That is the worst <laughs> joke I've ever heard in my life. Absolute <laughs> gibberish. Jeez, how late is it over there? Not that late, like 7 p.m. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> it's worse than me. I've had a lot. I've been playing football all day. All right, I'm tired. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> it was fun because for most of the day, me and the other English guy were team captains, and then because you're English, with much better football than everyone else. Because you were in class. But that, at the end of the day, we went on the team together and just like bullied them 10 0 and kept singing England songs at them. And yeah, the classic thing I have where I'm not nationalist and I don't really like my country until football comes up. In which case, I yeah, basically become Nigel Farage. <laughs> Nigel Farage can't score a goal. He also doesn't like football, he likes some posh, tough sport like. Cricket or rugby. I think you go for something a bit more adventurous than that, but sure. Is rugby a posh well, it's not. Sport? People who play rugby are lads, but people who are fans of rugby are all posh toffs. I think most rugby players come from private schools. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, the, the old phrase they used to give is uh, football's a gentleman game played by thugs, and rugby's a thugs game played by gentlemen. Ah, fair enough. Although it blows kids' minds here when I tell them I play rugby. Because, like, that's way too dangerous to play in a Japanese school. I mean, I'm not particularly fond of it. I love it. <laughs> oh, I hated it. I got tackled mm -hmm. one time, smacked my head on the floor, yeah, you, and uh, you, Luke, never you played again. The, you were in the good set. <laughs> like, the set where people would have fun and not care too much. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I was in the top pocket set, and you had, like, actual tanks. <laughs> Charging around. And I'm rugby. like in I'm in the top set because I'm really good at athletics, not because I can play rugby, it's mental. Like I'm the skinniest kid. Yeah, Andy, we had PE oh, okay. sets. Was, but yeah. like middle PE set was the absolute what? Dream. Why would you have PE sets? Because, That's the most absurd well, thing I've ever heard. It's much easier to measure measure physical fitness than like mental sets, so it probably is the one that makes the most sense. I suppose. But, but it means I don't know. No, well, middle yeah. set PE is the absolute dream. Because people can kind of play the sports. But they're just having a laugh, like my says. Oh, I would 100% be lower set PE. So like, yeah, playing Bottom playing rugby in middle. The set only thing I'd ever be because no one set. was actually good at it. But yeah. I was, you know, didn't care about my own physical well-being, so I was very good at middle set rugby. <laughs> it's just like give Luke the ball, he'll put his head down and run, and something might happen. That's <laughs> it. Uh, my main memory of like PE stuff was uh, getting told to run laps because uh, I was always on the bench and uh, when, one time when we, were, we were running laps my friend just picked me up a five and carried me around the uh, the field nice. and uh, we, we got uh, detention for uh, not 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 doing it properly 
<laughs> but I got the tension despite the fact I was being fired when carried against my will. <laughs> I did not choose to let him pick me up. I got a lot of detentions <laughs> from PE, but it was only for forgetting my kit. Oh, the, I don't think anyone really got detention for forgetting kits. I don't know. But they were pretty. They were pretty. There we go. That was detention. the Nogi Gantt. Like oh, is he dead? Yeah. No. Yep. He's, in, he's, he's definitely in bottom set PE. 